Welcome to another episode of We Written. I am your host, Andrew Slack, and welcome back to the show. Uh, this is our sixth one, and I just got finished writing it about five minutes ago. It's very late. Uh, never you mind when it is, but I like this episode. Uh, to recap, last week, we it was, I must have been smoking something. I have no idea why I wrote from the perspective of sort of... A paranormal kind of thing. I know we haven't done that yet. So a couple of people talked to me and were like, "Why?" And I really don't know, and I don't care. I, it was like from the get-go, we written has been an open book, so to speak. It's well, that's not the right way to put it. I, I've wanted we written to go in whatever the hell direction uh, that episode for that week is. And last week, I don't know, I, I've been watching a ton of Gravity Falls and, like, Twin Peaks and a bunch of weird fiction. I'm a big Lovecraft fan, and, you know, I don't know. I got it in my head that I wanted to do something kind of creepy, spooky thing in the woods. So, if nothing else, then to just show that this story can go wherever the hell it wants as long as it's still in the same universe. And that being said, there's a few of you who have talked about submitting and i am only now like able to get back to you so you'll hear from me soon if you haven't already thank you for your interest i really do appreciate it i can't hear i can't wait to hear what you've written uh this week it's gonna be before we get to today's episode i want to give you a little personal story uh i've had the privilege of working i i can't remember if i mentioned this before uh but i'm a professional dancer uh who is aspiring to be a writer and that sort of thing and I've had the privilege to work at this uh, amazing dance uh, company, studio, called the Center for Movement Arts, where I'm from, here in Portland, Oregon. And this past week, I've been able to teach at their dance camps. I'm teaching a group of youngsters how to do hip-hop. And it's been in... in I, I, I told them this, and I told one of my other classes this. There's only two things that I've done that have made me feel as good as this and uh this i don't know how to describe it if you've never taught kids who are just eager to learn before then you don't know what it's like but the i routinely if i walk in and i'm stressed my kids immediately heal me they're so they're great at what they do but more importantly they're enthusiastic and they're open to to learn and they just try they just i have a move in the routine that they're learning where they uh, do this this big jump move, and they and when I show that to adults, they get really sort of scared. Their trepidation turns on pretty quick. But when I show the kids, they all just leaped on it, and every last one of them fell flat on their face practically. But they did it, and then you know a few more tries later, they were doing it really well, and they were working really hard technique, and they're just monsters. And I absolutely love teaching there and I'm so happy that I have the opportunity. So before we give today's episode, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Ryans who run uh, the Center for Movement Arts. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's in 12 years of teaching dance and over 20 of doing dance. I don't I cannot recall uh, when I've had this much fun teaching. It's it's such a joy. It's this, and the class that I teach at Vega Dance Lab every Thursday are my two favorite things that I do with dance right now. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And, of course, to um, Jenny Wyndham, Kim Chica, you got me the job. 
and you're such a great friend. I'm proud to call you one of my best friends, and I absolutely love you. Thank you so much, you guys. I mean, just thank you. Today on We Written, coming from a different perspective again, uh, from a character, I, I, I thought about this sort of on a whim, and I don't know how to intro him very much, uh, but... I don't think I really need to. I think you'll let, you'll kind of just get it off the bat. I yeah, <laughs> I'll stop talking. Uh, here is today's episode of We Written. Watch, the hands are up, and the sun is down, which means it's time for another installment of Right Place, Night Time. KDMS Public Access, Independent Radio. I am, of course, your host, Mr. Midnight, coming to you, the fine, fine folks of Hornsby County, each and every night. I'd like to take this time like we always do at the top of the show, to thank the William Jane Foundation and you, the listener. Thank you all so much for the donations. It's what keeps us afloat and makes us the longest-running show in Hornsby County. Thank you so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It really means a lot. Seeing people support the things they love. We're going to start the way that we always do, bringing you a little bit of the news from right around the county. Our top story tonight is about a young man who works right over in William Jane, a place that Well, I feel like we've all had dealings at one point or another. I I don't think there's a scrap of business that goes on with land or or small business in in the county where you don't deal with the Jane Company. And why would you go anywhere else, frankly? One of their employees, turns out, a young man by the name of, of David West, has acquired the rights to the entire Mythic Valley. Well, I was surprised myself when I heard it, but by God, if it isn't true, signed his name right there on the dotted line on a dusty old deed that he found, tucked away as if Providence was a-waiting for him. And now he's the proud owner of the entire valley. (laughs) If, uh, If only I had that sort of luck. Ain't that the truth? By God, you could actually consider this boy the the king of Hornsby County. He owns so much of it. The valley stretches through and runs on over just about everything. And I hear that David is quite a good man. And so, why, if I, uh, as far as I can think about it, the the last man who was as lucky as as he was was myself when I met my incredible, irreplaceable Eleanor, 
May she rest in peace. So to David, I hope that you can bring a light to the valley. You can help improve our community. And you can make everyone's life a little bit greater than it was at breakfast. Just like my Eleanor did for me. Good luck, son. And this song is dedicated to you. That was, of course, Franklin Andre, who needs little to no explanation or introduction. Now, if somehow you haven't been to Blue Eyes, well, what's stopping you? <laughs> Come down any time, and by God, if we happen to run into each other, I'll treat you to your first cup of coffee, expertly brewed by, by the man himself, Mr. Franklin Andre. And while we're at it, why don't we hear a little bit more from the man? Here he is, doing his rendition of Am I Blue? Am I blue? Am I blue? Ain't these tears in my eyes telling you Am I blue, you'd be too If each plan that you made done fell through Was a time I was her only one But now I'm the sad and lonely one Lordy, was I gay Till today Now she's gone and we're through 
Am I blue? Was a time I was her only one, but now I'm the sad and lonely one. Lordy, was I gay She's gone and we're through Am I blue? Now she's gone and we're through Am I How y'all doing out there tonight? Out in the county? Hopefully you're all home. Or someplace warm for the night. Maybe you snuggled up to the fire. Maybe you were someone you love. Maybe you were someone new. And maybe you're just enjoying a good old-fashioned whiskey. By yourself. Thinking about the universe and your place in it. Whatever you're doing... I'm happy to be here with you. You know, Right Place, Night Time, was rated as the most popular show in the county. And I have reason to believe it's not necessarily the tunes that I put out there or by anything that I say, but so much as something special that brings us all together this time of night. So whatever you do, whatever you are doing, and whatever you've done today, I hope today was the best day you've ever had. And now we move on to the weather for tomorrow and for the upcoming couple weeks. In the metro area, downtown, and uh, the greater metro area, of course, we're going to have a, some sun tomorrow, a few scattered clouds, nothing to write home about. Pretty much a beautiful day for all of us going to work in the big city, in the little city. At Hoshikin Farms, out in the Farmers District, we got reports of sun, 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 with a little bit of the clouds coming in from downtown later in the evening. Nice and peaceful. Just the right time to get the cloud cover when you're doing a hard day's work on the farm, and that shade comes overhead right when we need it. Of course, the Mythic Valley continues to be a bit of a head-scratcher. The weather's weird. There's really no way else to put it. It's no stranger to weirdness, that valley. It's unpredictable, but no matter what it does, rain, wind, even snow, it's always beautiful, no matter what. In fact, you could say this entire county is just right beautiful, right perfect for the summer, which, of course, brings us to our summer activities. The folks here in hot in excuse me, Hornsby, <laughs> Hornsby County, why we sure like our activities, we like to band together and make this place a little bit better than it was the day before. And we do that by giving a, the best of the season. This season is famous for having none other than the great king of the lake, 
fishing competition out near, well, put on, excuse me, by Hotchikin Farms. Complete with all kinds of prizes and honors, if somehow you've never been to it. Biggest fish, smallest fish, well, and I have actually won smallest fish a couple times. Let's <laughs> call it a skill. Of course, most fish caught and all kinds, in most interesting fish, actually was my personal favorite last year, a three-eyed fish. Or at least I think it was a fish. I hope it was a fish. But enough on that. Uh, another congratulations to last year's winner, Robert Ferris of Rosie and Riveter. Congratulations again and again. This year, there is no clear-cut favorite. So whoever you are, if you've picked up a rod every single day of your life, or maybe you never even laid hands on one, get on out to Nishida Lake. And who knows, maybe you will be this year's King of the Lake. Oh, and perhaps if David, if you're listening, Mr. King of Hornsby County, maybe you could be the King of the Lake as well. <laughs> uh, for those of you who, who don't know, the annual King of the Lake competition is held uh, in honor and to celebrate the memory of Hachikin Nishida-san. Now, most of you, maybe you didn't know him, but I grew up with Nishida, well, basically my entire life, grew right up with him. He taught me how to fish. And I taught him to play jacks. And we made each other laugh. And he was the best friend a man could ask for. And I've you know, been sad that he's been gone all these 11 years. But I am happy that such a good man has left such a legacy behind. And so I'd, I'd like to give a shout out to Jiro Kun, his eldest, who turns 85 this year and who is a fine fisherman himself, and well, well worth bearing the Hotchikin name. This next song goes out to you, my friend, Nishida. May you rest in peace. Here is Fats Waller with Jitterbug Waltz. Thank you. 
That one, it gets me every time. But enough tears, enough well-wishing and reminiscing. This it is, of course, summertime, and no summer would be complete without some good old-fashioned ice cream, a fine, fine beer, if I do say so myself, and especially a bounty of fantastic fruits and vegetables. Each and every Sunday during the summer, remember to make time and come on down to the Garden Walk Mall and the fantastic Farmer's Market all summer long, put on by the fine folks out in the Farmer's District. Last Sunday, Will's famous fruit and his plums were out for all to see. Will had his plums out for all to see. Finest plums in the county, the sun dancing right off them, and an irresistible two plums for one deal. Fresh produce, live music, and the best people around. You'll find them all if you come out to the farmer's market, again, held all summers long. Now, every year, for the past five years, I have had trouble deciding between my two favorite events. The fishing competition, the good old king of the lake, of course, has a sentimental spot. But then there is also the Fit Fest. This is our annual fitness festival, of course, put on by the fine folks at Black Rose CrossFit. It is a celebration, of course, of getting up, getting out, and getting right after our fittest self. Now, many of you may not know this, some of you might, but Hornsby County was selected once again, that's right, for the fifth straight year in a row as fittest county, which is, well, no coincidence, as this year marks the, f- the fifth year of our Fit Fest. A great, great big shout-out goes to Aaron Brownstein of Black Rose CrossFit. Aaron, thank you. And thank your crew for putting together such a fine festival. Weights, runs, and a throwdown or two, as they say. Whatever your pleasure, you'll find it at the Fit Fest. Myself, well, I prefer a little Muay Thai and some good old-fashioned American boxing. And I look forward to getting back in the ring this year one more time in just a couple months. For now... How about a little jingle to get your blood pumping and get you in the fighting spirit? That last one was dedicated to, of course, Kendall McIntosh, or as we know her here in the county and in the roller derby world as Jesus Feist. This is the time, according to the clock on my wrist, that we move into our advice column. Now, first, well, if you have never 
heard this segment before. It's quite like it sounds. Listeners, write on in. Ask me a couple questions, and I do my best not to embarrass myself as I answer. One of our longtime fans, first-time questioner, writes, Dear Mr. Midnight, Thank you for the advice all these years. I have listened as a faithful listener for a long time. This is the first time I've gotten the courage to write you, though. Big question today. How do you get out of your own way? I work so hard to make friends in my personal life at work, but every night I go home alone. Every night I wonder why. I feel like I'm doing the right things. Feel like the right things to please people. So why am I so lonely? Thank you. Signed, trying my best. Well, trying. It sounds like Well, you are trying maybe a little too hard. Well, I don't know your entire story, but ain't it the truth that we get in our own way? And when we feel we are trying so hard is when we are trying too hard. Sometimes it's best to just exist. Be the person that we feel most comfortable as not try to be something that would please another person. And it sounds like, from what little I can tell, that maybe you are a little ashamed of the man who looks back at you in the mirror. I could be wrong, but I've been there myself. And the piece of advice that I can give you is, maybe love yourself first. It's the only way others will love you. I mean, if I could take the immortal words of Julius Kelp, you might as well love yourself. Just think of all the time that you'll have to spend with you. I hope that helps. Maybe take a little time for yourself. And I look forward to hearing how it goes. Thank you so much, Try. Ready, Willing, and Mabel writes, Mr. Midnight, my husband and I are sort of on the rocks. It's not that we don't love each other. Far from it. It's that the spice, the fire, the passion, the sabor has been drifting away from us. We are looking to get that back. Do you have advice regarding this? And I, I do, I do. As you have not stated, I, well, not directly, I assume this has to do with trouble in the bedroom. And that is a tricky place. But communication is key. If the spice is gone, try adding something new. And if you have not tried the communication, That might be it. Talk to each other. Learn what your fantasies are and come to a middle ground. If he likes foreplay, maybe get into some foreplay. The lead-up is important to make the entire game 
the most enjoyable, if you understand my meaning. Also, I highly recommend going to a knowledgeable sex shop. And I don't mean to be vulgar when I say that. There are many where you can purchase certain things, toys, advice columns, and that sort of thing. But very few offer the exact same level of expertise and, well, frankly, grace as Shebop. I highly recommend that you two maybe pay a visit to Shebop. They might be able to help you rekindle that spark, as it were. I hope that helps, Mabel. Alive, awake, alert, I haven't slept in three days, writes. My sweet baby girl just won't sleep. I've tried everything. Please help. My husband and I need sleep. I am having a flashback or two to my first boy. <laughs> he was loud, never enjoyed sleeping. Still to this day, not much of a sleeper. But I will tell you some time-honored advice because the classics are what frankly work the best. That's why they're classic. Warm milk, a story, and a little lullaby. And since I happen to have right next to me my favorite copy of one of my favorite quick stories. It's called I Like You by Sandal Stoddard Warburg. And it has a little personal message to me. <clears throat> if you're listening, uh, I can't even express how thankful I am that you are my friend. You make me feel so good about just being me. This book reminds me of you, and so I thought you should have it. Molly. Molly and I have been friends for a very long time. And to this day, I still consider her my big sister. I love you, if you're listening. Thank you for the book. I read it all the time. And I don't want to ever think about what my life would be like without you. So, if you'll all join me, if you aren't cozied up to the fire, maybe you're cozy up to your loved one. Or maybe just a cup of tea. And, and join me, for I like you by Sandal Stoddard Warburg. I like you, and I know why. I like you because you are a good person to like. I like you because when I tell you something special, you know it's special, and you remember it a long, long time. You say... Remember when you told me something special, and both of us remember. When I think something is important, you think it's important too. When I say something funny, you laugh and think I'm funny, and you think I'm funny too. <laughs> it actually is written, ha ha, I never get tired of that. I like you because you know where I am ticklish. And you don't tickle me there except just a teeny little bit sometimes. Stop, stop, help, stop, help, help. But if you do, then I know where to tickle you too. Help! You know how to be silly. And that's why I like you. 
Boy, are you ever silly. I've never met anybody sillier than me until I met you. I like you because you know when it is time to stop being silly. Maybe it will be the day after tomorrow. Maybe never. Oops, too late. It's a quarter past silly. We fool around the same way all of the time. Sometimes we don't even say a word. We snorkel under fences. We spy secret places. If I am a goofus on the roofus, hollering my head off, then you are one too. If I pretend that I am drowning, you pretend that you are saving me. If I am getting ready to pop a paper bag, you are getting ready to jump. Hooray. That's because you really like me. You really like me, don't you? And I really like you back, and you like me back, and I like you back, and that's why we, that's the way we keep on going every day. If you go away, then I go away too, or if I stay home, you send a postcard. You don't just say, we'll see you around sometime, bye-bye. I like you a lot, and because of that, if I go away, I send a postcard too. I like you because if we go away together, if we're in Grand Central Station, if I get lost, then you are the one that's yelling for me. Hey, where are you? Here I am. I like you because when I am feeling sad, you don't always cheer me up right away. Sometimes it's better to be sad. And you can't stand the others being googly and gaggly every single minute. You want to think about things. It takes time. I like you because uh, if I am mad at you, you are mad at me too. It's awful when the other person isn't fooey. They are so nice and hoo-hoo, you could just about punch them in the nose. Uh, that seems rude. I like you because if I think I'm going to throw up, then you are really sorry. You just don't pretend you're busy looking at birds and that sort of thing. You say maybe it was something you ate. You say the same thing happened to me one time, and it did one time. If you find four leaf clovers, two of them, you give me one. If I find four, I give you two. If we only find three, we keep on looking. Sometimes we have good luck, and sometimes we don't. If I break my arm, and if you break your arm too, then it is fun to have a broken arm. I tell you about mine, and you tell me about yours, and we are both sorry, and we write our names on them, the casts, and we draw pictures. We show everybody, and they wish that they had broken arms too. That seems unsafe. I like you because I don't know why, but everything that happens is nicer with you. I can't remember when I didn't like you. It must have been lonesome then. I like you because, because, because I forget why I like you, but I do. So many reasons. On the 4th of July, I like you because it's the 4th of July. On the 5th, I like you too. 
if you and I had some drums and some horns and some horses, if we had some hats and some flags and some fire engines, we could be a holiday. We could be a celebration. We could be a whole parade. See what I mean? Even if it was the 999th of July, even if it was August, even if it was way down in the bottom of November, even if it has no place particular in January, I would go on choosing you and you would go on choosing me over and over again. And that's how it would happen every time. And I don't know why. I guess I don't know why I like you, really. Why do I like you? I, I guess I just like you. I guess I just like you. Because I like you. I love that story. I do a little bit on the cattywampus side, but a nice little heart warmer that is. So, alive, awake, I hope that helps you, the hubby, and of course, your little sweetheart. And next, as promised, the lullaby. Now, is judging by the clock on my wrist, mm, mm, it is time for my favorite segment because I get to give you a little bit of, well, my own opinion. And we get to get real, as it were, which is what it's called, and we're here to do just that. The world is scary, or so I'm told. There's bad things everywhere, according to the media. The media is everywhere, spouting negativity, showing us, well, what I would consider the worst of what makes us people. Shootings, yes. Terrible things. By God, popular opinion says that the world is worse off than ever. It says that things are darker out there and man is only causing itself pain, that it's colder outside, that it's more lonely as we bridge these gaps of communication. We have the internet now and cell phones that are constantly connecting us to one another. And the world is getting smaller as we connect and it grows and a lot of people blame this as what causes us to be so scared. 
and that all we focus on is the bad things, and that all that is in the world is bad. But I just don't see it that way. Sure, the media is everywhere. There is bad stuff. I won't deny that, but call me sentimental. But every time I wake up in the morning and I talk to my neighbors, when I grab my first cup of coffee and enjoy my morning walk, and when I get so lucky as to make it through the day and do this show for all of you, I feel like I'm part of something special, something good. I don't focus on all of the scary things that show up on the news. It doesn't mean they're not there and that I don't think about them. I just don't focus on them. No, I think of the good things, the things that make us great. Stories such as ones about the Ryan family, who provide arts and opportunities and such, with every last penny that they have, so that others may be educated and their lives may be enriched. Or the Graham family, Evelyn and Joseph, who feed not only their own family, but they feed the community every chance they get. You may have met them once or twice down at the soup kitchen. They give of themselves, even after they're They have spent so much time and effort taking care of their own. I think of the positives in the world and the people who make those things real. I think about the generosity of Abigail Green, mother of three, sole breadwinner after her husband lost his life last year fighting for what he believed in overseas. She is a single mother who puts food on the table, and love in the bellies of her children. And to me, that makes her a hero. She makes the world better by focusing on what matters to her and not what scares her. And with all that fear, we tend to think that we need to be saved, maybe, and that enormous change is the only way that will make the world better, that perhaps We need a hero from the pages of stories to come to our rescue. Now, I enjoy a good book. But those heroes, they tend to be fiction. So I think about real heroes, like Abigail. Mothers, fathers, sons, daughters and friends. People who work to build good lives for themselves and the important ones in their lives. All the while, these people make great this community of ours. They give of themselves after they have already been giving of themselves. Now, we'd all like to change the world, to just take away the pain. That that doesn't happen overnight, or with the swipe of a finger, or the rattle of some keys or the flick of a switch. No, it takes time. It starts small, too, in your communities. And I know it's a scary world, and it's right in our faces all of the time. 
And some, like I said, blame the internet and cell phones, but they're just tools. It's us, our responsibility to make better the things that worry us. So today, Mr. Midnight asks each and every wonderful one of you to do one thing. Take a step forward on making this world greater. Say hello to a new person. Help your children with their projects and lend them an ear. Listen to them. Make them feel important. Build something. Build a home for yourself or for others. Teach something to someone. I myself, I could use a few lessons uh, in in cooking. If Mr. Chereau, if if you are listening, mm -hmm, but learn something from someone. Listen to someone's story and learn something. Expand your mind. Help another person feel a part of the universe by celebrating, or at the very least, listening to what makes them who they are. Who knows? You might even make a friend. You might even find the girl of your dreams. You might save a life just by listening. Be a safe, loving, and encouraging force to those around you. Because together, we will make this world greater than she has ever been, little by little. Together, we are going to win, as it were, not alone. Together, we are mighty. But according to the clock on my wrist, it's about that time. So, from Mr. Midnight, I bid you good night, sweet dreams, and thank you for being in the right place, nighttime. And of course, for tomorrow, have the best day that you've ever had. that's going to be it for this episode of we written i kind of love the character of mr midnight uh as i was reading him uh i've never done a radio show and ever since i was a little kid i've wanted to have my own and so now i guess this is my way of doing it by playing nothing but royalty free music i mean why not um <laughs> but i don't really have anything to close out for you Right now, if you're interested in submitting, um, I am actually capable of taking your submissions now, finally. Uh, uh, I've already gotten back to a couple of you, and those of you that I haven't, I'll talk to you soon, like I said before. Uh, there is a requirement. If I've never, if you don't have any published work, if I've never read your pieces before, I do need a sample. I want to, it's not to like see if you're good enough, so to speak. I just really need to know what your style is. I'm just mostly curious. It's sort of like when you go to an open mic night at a professional, uh, like a, not a professional, like a really high scale 
uh, open mic night. That was a stupid way of putting that. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Great. But when you go to something like that and there's like a $5 cover, it sort of weeds out people who are just like, I want to write. Look at this scratch that I wrote down. It makes people kind of care more about the process and that sort of thing. So I'm not limiting this to people who are quote unquote writers. You know, if you've never written before but think you might have a great idea for the show, I would love to read your writing uh, and then we can just find a place for it. That sort of thing. And it doesn't need to be something that you're planning on putting on the show. It can be anything. I just kind of need to get a feel for what's going on. And then you write the thing. Then we put it on the show. Um, But that's all I've got for you right now. Uh, If you've got a thing that you've always wanted to try, go and do it. Don't waste time. Uh, This year, I've sort of come to terms. I shouldn't say it like that. It's so nonchalant. This year, I've come to terms with the concept of mortality. And I know that's a scary concept to a lot of people. And it used to be really frightening to me, but really what it's done is make me appreciate um, not wasting my own time. And I feel fear is a really weird thing. It's it's not important, really, because what are you going to do? Look back in 20 years and say, oh, man, I really wish I did that. Wouldn't you rather just go, oh, man, remember that time we did that? I know it's a simple way of putting it, but... Uh, whatever you got, whatever you ever want to do, go out and do it. I support you. I would love to hear stories about when you do those wonderful things. But for now, go and have the best night that you've ever had. Have the best day that you've ever had. And I will hear, <laughs> I will see you again on We Written.